Hi everyone, Chris Torres here from the Tourism Marketing Agency and welcome to another Digital Tourism Show. In this episode, which was filmed during a live event for Travel Massive, we have the pleasure of speaking with Kat Lever of Brand Scotland. Now, I will be discussing with Kat how their company has driven the brand of Scotland forward through their excellent marketing campaigns, some of which we'll highlight during this chat. And if you're watching on video, we will highlight one of those videos, which I find is is one of the best 30 second videos, really powerful video out there, but it's very, very simply filmed as well. For those of you listening on the podcast, you will be able to take this in no problem because of the speech uh, that's throughout the video, and you'll get a sense of what they're trying to achieve with it. So discussing with Kat, uh, some of these marketing campaigns, how they have driven the brand of Scotland forward, and sharing her insights into what's going to happen post-COVID. So welcome to the Digital Tourism Show, episode 248. There we go, Kat. How are we? I'm well, thanks. Yeah, you? I'm very well, thanks. It's uh, it was last year when we. It's one of these things. We're both from the same country, but it was actually Madrid where we actually first met. Strange <laughs> one, isn't it? No, it is. But um, for those who, who don't really know um, much about Brand Scotland and what you guys do, would you like to just explain to everyone um, how you help Scotland as a whole for, uh, in terms of what you guys do? Absolutely, yep. Um, so Brand Scotland was launched back in 2018 and it was the collaborative efforts of the Scottish Government, Scottish Development International, which is the international arm of Scottish Enterprise, Visit Scotland and University of Scotland um, designed to, to harness our collective talent and skills and investment um, in the public sector and beyond in the aim of kind of creating a real movement that helped to raise Scotland's international profile and influence perceptions of who we are as a nation. Because a lot of our research has shown us that whilst um, we all think Scotland's very well known, actually, arguably, we're not. And then when we are known, um, compared to other countries of our kind of size, it's a relatively one-dimensional perspective that people may have of us. So there was a need to kind of broaden that picture of who Scotland was and what it had to offer, especially in a in a world where we were seeing competitor economies really stepping up their game and investing heavily into big global marketing campaigns and nation brand work to to broaden their international appeal and attract talent and investment and high value tourists. Um, and I think we'd seen that Scotland had done relatively well um, in, in recent years. There have been pockets of amazing success. Um, for example, between 2012 and 2016, we saw a 24% increase in our visitor numbers. Uh, every year we attract about 55,000 international students from overseas. We're consistently recognised as the most attractive place outside of London for foreign direct investment. And with that comes the opportunity to create thousands of new jobs every single year. So lots of lots of great stories to tell, but nobody was really think about, thinking about as a whole, as a product, as a brand, what was Scotland and what do we want to tell the world? Um, and that's where, where we came in. Excellent. And, and I know when we had that chat, so when we first met over in Madrid, which we'll come on to in a second, some of the videos you've shown were fantastic. I'm sure some of the, the watchers and the listeners um, later on watching this or listening to this, uh, I've seen some of those videos, but we'll show one of them later on, which I love. It's just a short, simple video, but I absolutely love it. And um, we'll come on to why I think it's maybe more relevant now um, to, to what it was back then, but uh, we'll yeah. come on to that. So, um, <laughs> 
obviously when we last met uh, at the Landing Madrid event, um, which is all, for those who don't know, it's all about sort of video marketing uh, within tourism. Um, during that talk, you talked very much about how you push um, brands, the brand of Scotland worldwide, and that video was a large part of that strategy. Um, and I believe now, for some, especially one of that video, maybe the video we're going to show later on, is that had over 181 million views, I believe. Um, so how, That's not how is that? What was that, sorry? That's, that's the updated number that I had, so I'm glad. <laughs> <laughs> so how, I was able to speak my attention. So how, uh, how was the strategy uh, changed? So how, how are you going to change the strategy going forward in terms of you know, the advent of COVID? And how, how quickly have you guys had to adapt your focus in terms of the strategy you were showing then and how you were adapting that to based on what you're doing now? Yeah, yeah. I mean, what a strange time we live in. It's... Um, None of us could really have anticipated this. It was interesting. I was on a, a webinar recently where I was asked, did we have a crisis management strategy in place for this? And I sort of laughed and said, if anybody answers yes to that, surely they're lying. <laughs> I mean, we, we had crisis management, but not, nobody would be prepared for this. No. So I think what benefited us was that we have always been set up to be relatively agile and responsive to the situations that arise. One, because we are this pan-agency collaborative uh, unit. Um, but secondly, because the way that nation place uh, branding and marketing works is that you kind of have to have this constant space of readiness and be able to respond to the things around you because it's not like traditional commercial brand and marketing where you control a lot of it and you create affiliations and you, you manage that. Actually, you're dealing with this extension strategy whereby it's about the authentic values of who we are as a nation and the people. And then all these factors around you that you can't control, but you have to, to work with and influence. So you can't control, you know, what your politicians and decision makers are going to say. You can't control your weather, although Costa del Clyde is very sunny today. <laughs> um, you can't control your sports successes, your celebrities, et cetera, et cetera. So there's a lot of other factors beyond your control. Um, but I think what was really fascinating from this situation is whilst it's been horrendous and it's put a lot of businesses into, into dire straits and it's it's really challenging, it has absolutely changed the way that everybody works, not just ourselves. It's I think it's changed the way that we, we behave as citizens and it'll be very interesting to see how those behaviours alter permanently or revert. Mm -hmm. um, from a Brand Scotland perspective, the biggest shift I would say is that we were very outward international in our focus. Um, that's what we were designed to do. We were talking about how we raised our international profile and how the world perceived us. Um, whereas what this has done for anyone working in this space is that actually it's, it's turned our attention to be a bit more internal and that everybody has had to look more internal. I believe, like that's the same for, for businesses, I'd say. So, you know, suddenly we're having to focus very much on the people first to say, actually, it's about building our confidence at home first. It's about getting our measures right. And then once we've got all of that right and we've got the citizens and, and the people of Scotland back feeling pr proud about who Scotland is and their identity, then taking that back out to the world. Not saying that there's not things working in tandem, but I think that's the big shift for us is there's a, is a much more domestic internal focus than there had been previously. Mm -hmm. um, strategically, we adopted the, the Scottish government's kind of four R phased approach. So the response, restart, recover, reset. Uh, within the response phase, we, we paused the vast majority of our activity for, for obvious reasons. So it would be relatively insensitive to be going out talking about what a great country we are to live, work, study, invest and visit at a time when you can do none of those things. Um, and people's people's livelihoods and lives are at risk. So what we did initially was redeploy temporarily all of our team um, onto emergency comms to make sure we were dealing with that. 
and just had kind of holding material in the meantime to make sure we were signposting any critical information. Um, and then as we moved into the kind of reset phase, we were making sure that we were always looking steps ahead. So we did consultation across our partners, not just the, the lead partners who have team members and budget and, and resource, et cetera, within Brand Scotland, but our, our much broader um, partner set to look at, is our value proposition still correct? In theory, it absolutely should be because it reflects who we are. So it doesn't really change that much, but is it still right? Is our narrative still right? Does Scotland is now resonate in a post-COVID or currently COVID world? Um, and does our, our strategy stand strong or does it need to ultimately flex and change? And, and what was fascinating through that process is I very much expected things to change. I thought people would find Scotland is now quite challenging. And in actual fact, the opposite came out very strongly that everybody thought that we should continue with it as is that the the way it's been designed is is the right way for us to continue it has that flexibility to allow us to tell the stories that we need to tell and actually people felt it was very important for us to talk about what was happening right now in Scotland so whether that's the stories of community and kindness or innovation and business or um you know how you're helping your neighbors like everything all of those stories are actually really or our innovation and research mm -hmm. etc they're all really important um, and actually that was why it's a really solid foundation and what we have as an advantage over other places is we're not coming out of COVID trying to sell a new story we have a really solid foundation so it doesn't feel disingenuous it's an authentic kind of extension of that narrative to say well this is what we're doing now and this is what we're doing to look forward and to progress and to, to come out of this on the front foot hopefully. Mm -hmm. No, I agree. And I, anything I've seen coming out so far has certainly done that. Um, to be honest, it's uh, it's been encouraging, encouraging to see. Uh, and I've loved a lot of the stuff that's came out recently, um, to be honest. So it's uh, so well done on that sort of fact. fact of and I do believe telling more of the, the human story and, and more of the uh, the story of Scotland and how we've coped through this this crisis. A lot of, a lot of places will just sort of shy away from mentioning COVID or, or a lot of people were nervous to do it. But I think you just got to look. We're all in this together. No, but this isn't affect. No, this is affecting everything from the exactly. the corporate guy who's making a load of money right through to the guy who sells hot dogs in a corner stand somewhere in New York. No, it's affecting affecting every walk of life. So um, there's no need to shy away from it. It's embracing it and just letting people know look, we're still here. We're still open uh, to for those who can, and um, no, we're still wanting to help those tourists and those travellers and come to as well as domestic and international uh, into the yes. country with open, open, with open arms, basically. So. Exactly. I think it's... Yeah, yeah. We'd, um, we always say one of our, the kind of, the thing that sits atop, on top of all of our values is that we position Scotland, because we hope we are, as a good global mm -hmm. citizen. And that's very much about not just how we treat our own people and our citizens, it's about how we contribute to the rest of the world. And I think that this is absolutely is so topical within this current crisis is how how are we contributing to the global situation that's going on right now and, and how are we engaging in a very kind of mature and proactive way to make sure that we're not shying away from from what has been massively challenging for everybody yeah for sure and, and as i mentioned earlier no, video has played a huge part in, in, in what you guys do in terms of your strategy and the video i spoke about earlier on was the scotland is open let's continue our love affair um which i said is a very short but very Simple but powerful video and absolute love. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to quickly show this video just now. It's around 30, 40 seconds. Uh, for those who are listening on a podcast later on, don't worry. Um, there, there's, there, there is speech over it, so you'll be able to get the gist of it um, uh, without the visuals. So, <laughs> so I'll just play that just now before I ask, ask the rest of the question. Hey, Europe. Scotland has a message for you. 
from our people, our universities and our businesses, from the bottom of our hearts, our beautiful country is open to you. Our arms are open, our minds are open. And yeah, sometimes our clouds are open too. But don't let that put you off. Europe, let's continue our love affair. Scotland is open. Scotland is now. So yeah, like I say, short, but I, I love the messaging behind it. It didn't need any, anything else to it. Very simply showing everything else. So, And obviously, you guys can't get into any sort of political nonsense or whatever words you want to use within that. Um, but it was obviously a, a video to help people know during us coming out of the year to say, look, we're still here. We still welcome everyone with open arms. But all, it's almost in foresight that that's, or hindsight rather, that that, was, that, that video could basically work now with everything that's going on with COVID. Um, look, do you feel that video does have a different message to tell now? And, and what other videos are you looking to do in, in terms of highlighting Brand Scotland going forward and that, that being a safe place to visit and that we're still open? Yeah, I think um, the message isn't necessarily different. And again, that core value proposition is absolutely still relevant. So we remain open within the parameters of what that means at the moment. We are still a welcoming nation. We value our relationship with others and what that brings to Scotland. So it's that reciprocal thing um, that's always been very important to me and the team to make sure we get across because it's not just Scotland's great. It's Scotland's great because of what everybody brings to Scotland. Um, what's different is the context. And I think you're right. It's very much around that reassurance, safety, open, welcoming messaging. So there's there's definitely some some relevance and resonance still in that that piece of creative. It's interesting because it was designed for a specific moment in time um, and we're now facing our, our biggest health and economic crisis in living history. So COVID's very much pushing us to, to new limits um, and there will be this remaining additional challenge imposed by the impending Brexit transition um, mm -hmm. as we approach December. So I think for us, it's about not just capturing the zeitgeist. That's, that's important. Um, so it's, it's yeah. capitalising on moments in time to have topical conversations where Scotland has world first, world leading, um, different things to say. But it's, it's our prerogative to support Scotland in its economic recovery. And so now more than ever, Scotland's going to have to stand out in this increasingly noisy and competitive marketplace where every nation is starting from dot again to, to start to try and compete for visitors and students and businesses and talent um, and the risks are very very great and very real um, so for us it's about the need to to regroup and come out fighting with with our strengths and values at that at the forefront um, otherwise the economy will, will pay a very high price and I think the Scotland is open campaign shows us that what we need to do is continue to go big and go bold and go fast um, it's very much about what story do we want to tell the world in the face of this crisis and what legacy do we want to leave. Um, and so that's that's how we'll be focusing our efforts as we look to, to what's next. Yeah, excellent. And with everything you've sort of produced so far, whether it's been video or not, it's, you know, what has been the sort of positive impact on, on the perception of Scotland worldwide? Um, and indeed, how, how has that helped increase, obviously pre-COVID, how did that help increase bringing tourism into, into Scotland as a whole? Um, so I'd say, yeah, videos are, are kind of one part of this integrated strategy and, and actually even just the marketing is one kind of part of the output. So very much the collaboration, I think, is the most important part of that. Um, but we have seen amazing results, uh, far exceeded all of the targets set for um, the beginning. I think what's really important for us is, is to kind of retain sight of the fact that place and nation, brand, brand and marketing, they don't happen overnight. So we're not talking about 
well, we obviously measure results constantly, but we're not really talking about what we're achieving in a year or two years. We're talking about five, 10 years. That's where you start to see real economic impact. And then now with the challenges that we're facing, both of Brexit, of COVID, um, et cetera, they are going to have considerable uh, and significant impacts in terms of what we achieve. Saying that, though, um, looking at the, the, the results today, as I said, massively, massively positive. Our campaigns have achieved record levels um, of engagement and kind of virality. Um, they've also delivered the deepest level of collaboration we've seen in the public sector. And we're really waking people up to, to what Scotland is and what uh, and that kind of rich and varied offering that we have. Um, I think the fact that we had a record year in tourism pre all this happening is a really good example of that. And that's not me saying Brand Scotland takes credit for that. It's absolutely the work of the industry, of our colleagues in Visit Scotland. But I think it, it indicates the power of the, the might of the many when people come together and focus on, on what we're doing and how that translates into impact. And I guess in terms of our, beyond the channel growth and the engagement levels and the performance data from our campaigns, one of the major in indicators for us of our collective success is that um, City Nation Place, who's the global forum for Nation Place brand experts, um, ran a piece of research recently with Anne Holt Ipsos, um, Anne Holt being Simon Anne Holt, who's kind of the, the godfather of nation branding in the academic world. And Scotland came out as one of the top five most admired brands in the world, um, which to go from not being very recognized to being in the top five is, is a massive, massive jump. And that's sitting alongside the other four others who we have aspired and, uh, and admire massively. So New Zealand, Australia, London and Amsterdam. So big brands in terms of uh, a place branding. So I think that's something we should all be very proud of because mm -hmm. it's not down, as I said, to one person, one team, one sector. It's very much about our collective efforts of how we position Scotland. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, like I say, I think you've done a, a great job on it so far, and I can't wait to see what you guys produce going forward with uh, with everything else that's going on. Um, I'm sure they come up with some really great, good creative, creative ideas, etc. So, yeah, <laughs> cameras from a distance on a pole and things like that. So, because that's what you see in the news these days. It's just people yeah. staying miles away from each other with a big stick. So it's quite, it's interesting times. Um, so before I go into my <laughs> Before I go to my last question, if anyone who's listening or watching, if anyone's got any questions for Kat, please do post them up on the Facebook comments, LinkedIn, etc. Those, those will come into our feed here and we can uh, ask them to Kat and display them on screen for most of the channels that we're on. So, um, so in terms of my last question, um, obviously it, it's, it goes without saying hospitality and tourism sector has probably been one of the worst hit during all of this uh, that's been going on. And so a lot of businesses are thinking now how they can they market the business going forward, what type of should they focus on international, domestic, and I know I'm going to touch on that in my talk later. Um, but in terms of what you guys are seeing, what would your advice be on the tourism businesses out there? Should they look at video marketing in terms of producing stuff themselves? Should they focus more on domestic at this time? Or what, what, is, your, what is your guys' advice in terms of what you're putting out there at the moment for, for helping those businesses? Yeah, I think, I mean, you're right, it's, it's a horrible, horrible time for the sector at, at, at all sectors, entrepreneurs, businesses, etc. Um, my advice, I think, first and foremost, is to lean on one another and recognise, I've sort of touched on it already, but one of our biggest competitive advantages should be our relatively small size and should be collaboration. That should be a golden ticket for us. So use others within the industry, use the public sector and um, bodies who are there to represent you. There's an awful lot of good and resource there that can, can help you. 
Um, in terms of collateral, Scotland is now brand. Scotland was designed to almost be an open source um, uh, repository for quality content. So budgets are tight. Don't you don't necessarily need to go out and go and source or create new content. There might be some that you already have there. So engage with our channels. Use our toolkit, which is on the website, um, and you can access a whole bunch of collateral there, which you can freely use to, to promote your your area um, and talk about what it is that makes Scotland so unique for you. Um, but beyond that, what do I think is the one thing? I don't think there is one thing. I think it is about us retaining a level of confidence in our ability and our offer. We Scotland has an incredible hospitality and tourism offer. Mm. We have, you know, we're world renowned for our welcome and for our natural assets and for the quality of our, our sector. So I think retain some confidence in, in what we have um, and, and work together. There's um, a quote I quite, quite often use in my presentations that came from Helen Keller, which says, alone we can do so little, but together we can do so much. And I think that's really, really important to, to remember in times like this. But to your point about domestic versus international, yes, I would say at the moment, the, the obvious thing is that there are a number of limitations around international travel, whether that's air bridges, airlines, direct routes, access, the policies of our own country, of other countries, etc. And that's going to be a continuing and kind of changing field for some time. So the domestic is massively important and it will it is already playing a major part in recovery and will continue to. Um, as will recovery from the rest of the UK, so from English and Welsh and, and Northern Irish um, visitors. So I think making sure that we retain that that welcome and open and, and encourage people to know, um, well, as we keep saying, know before you go. So find out the information you know before you find your trip mm -hmm. um, so that we're, we're helping people to get the best out of their experience while they're here. No, for sure. And, and no, it's one of the things that we're advising a lot of our own customers, um, whether they're in Scotland or not, to focus on the domestic travel. And, you know, and as, you, as we all know, those, those who are watching the news here um, in, in the UK and Scotland, you know, one minute you fly to Spain, the next minute you're told not to. So it's, there's so many unknowns. You know, that's going to affect insurance. It's going to affect everything else. And pushing the domestic side of things is certainly, if anything, going to help the local businesses try to re-establish our cash flow, the revenue streams and everything else. And I, I, I strongly believe by everyone pulling together, um, even if it's speaking to one of a company's, one of their competitors, just getting together and trying to push things forward. Now, I know of a couple of companies who um, who, would, who would be classed as competitors, but they're actually um, uh, sharing vehicles, for example, for motorhomes and that type of thing, just try, try and share itinerary and everything else just to help the whole yeah. industry as a whole, because capacity is an issue just now. The demand is high. No, no, no. Um, like I said at the start of this, I've seen so many businesses having to turn away work, uh, or turn away travels rather, and, and, and activities and accommodation is so hard to find at the moment. Um, so there's the demand is there. It's just pulling together to make sure that we're, we're going to push that forward. Yeah, and yeah. help the industry as a whole. And there's a major opportunity there, isn't there? Because you're talking about this. This, if, if people can uh, partner up with either competitors or complementary people within the sector who you can then, you know, when your capacity is full, you can then push someone else off where, you know, you don't have to say, no, you can't visit this area, but you can say, well, actually, there's someone down the road who I know has capacity, you could go there, vice versa. It's, it's kind of, it's a rising tide mentality. You need to recognise that we either all do well or, or none of us, really. So, yeah, reach out to each other and, and leverage that, that kind of positive connection. Mm -hmm.
Excellent, excellent. Well, I'm just checking to see if we have any questions. Uh, I think we've got a couple. It's none that I can put up on screen because it's on the Travel Massive website. Uh, one from Jeff, Jeff Spence. Hi, Jeff. He comes to a lot of our Travel Massive events. So, hi, Jeff. Hope you're doing well. Um, he's just got a quick question to say, is it okay to use that brand Scotland video that we've just shown on his website? Is he allowed to share that and put it out now? Yeah, yeah. As long as it's um, it links back or it credits back, then absolutely. There we go, Jeff. Hope that, hopefully that answered the question. Um, I've got one from Deborah Pinnock. Uh, hopefully I pronounced that second name correctly. Uh, we have been trying to utilise our virtual retreats to Scotland to keep interest until we come in person. Canada still under two-week isolation rule upon arrival. Is there more that Brand Scotland can help us with to push our virtual uh, content, basically? So are you doing much with any sort of virtual tours or virtual content and that type of thing to help out with that? We are a bit, yeah, um, but actually there is a um, whole kind of dedicated section on the Visit Scotland site around virtual experiences and things. So if you've not got a Visit Scotland contact already, uh, get in contact with myself and I'm happy to, to link you up there so that we can at least amplify amplify those for you. Excellent, excellent. And on that, so um, I don't see any other questions you've got offline, so there, there we go. <laughs> um, so if anyone did want to know more about Brand Scotland than yourself and get in contact, what, what would be the best channels to go through? Uh, so if you're looking for me directly, then you just search Cat Weaver on LinkedIn and you can contact me there. Uh, for Brand Scotland, we are either at Scotland or at Scotland is now across Instagram, Facebook uh, and Twitter. So yeah, get, get involved. And then scotland.org is the website. And if you go to the footer of that, you'll see the toolkit link where you can go and uh, register and then you can download imagery, video, presentations, um, anything that you want to use. Excellent, excellent. Well, Kat, I, I can't thank you enough for, for taking the time. I know you've probably had a lot of webinars. And, like, we, we just seem to be living on Zoom and Google Chats and everything else over the last few months. So, <laughs> so. <laughs> but no, I really do appreciate it. Hopefully, one day again, we can we can meet up at uh, Landing Madrid or some other event and actually share a drink and we can all laugh and uh, look back at this time and just say, can you remember what happened in 2020? But hopefully, know, hopefully right. sometime soon. <laughs> Thank you very much. That's all. And uh, thanks again. And I uh, appreciate the time. Okay. Yeah. Thanks, Chris. Thank you. Thank you.